Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. So tell me, Dawn, are you into abrasion play? Abrasion play. Hmm. Have you ever done it? Yes, no, or OL? Yes, no, yes. Yes, you've done abrasion play? A little bit. I don't know that it was specifically to be abrasion play, but, you know, rough things on the nipples and stuff like that. What about anal plugs? Yes. And anal sex? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So on today's podcast, we're looking at the BDSM checklist, a fetish checklist. And there's uh, six pages of it. We're not going to get through it all today. But we're going to just go through this as we go uh-huh. through the show and um, see what comes up out of it. Uh, what is abrasion play? I'm not sure abrasion I understand what that play? means. I kind of remember a mistress that used to do abrasion play with her submissive boy and where she would put sandpaper on his nipples and then cover it with like band-aids to hold it on there and then go for a bumpy car ride. So you have a shirt on with sandpaper and it's held in place and the bumpy car ride rubs on the nipples. Okay. So something like that. So sandpaper is the only thing I can think of. I don't it, know. It's funny to think, you know, some of this stuff I think of and go, what? But I'm sure we have listeners out there who go, oh, yeah, that's the awesome thing. And then this, <laughs> this anal sex, what is that? Mm. Oh, you know what that is. Uh, so hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Um, on today's show, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about some BDSM fetish. Uh, really, we're not. it's not really so much of a topic mm-hmm. as a uh, either... I don't know what it is. It's get to know Dan and Dawn, what their fetishes are. Nice. It's get to know what we don't know. And it's get to know, hey, we need a podcast on. Nice, nice. And if it's something that we don't know, that's a perfect opportunity for people to get in touch with us saying, hey, I do know. Yes. And sharing with us. Um, good point. I do want to ask, though, before we get any further, hey, podcast listeners, 25,000 of you that there are apparently, <laughs> any of you out in Philadelphia? We'll be heading out to Philadelphia, teaching a class out there, but we have some questions. We do. And uh, so we need a little information. If you are a uh, Philadelphia listener, or you know Philadelphia, right? You know the area. Mm -hmm. When I say the high-speed line, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, You might know where the Wexner, Mm -hmm. uh, no, West, West, uh, what was it? Uh, Wells Wells Fargo Fargo. Entertainment Center, that kind of thing. So you might know where the best Philly cheesesteak in the Italian market is. Then toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Um, thanks. <laughs> Maybe we could even have time for a cup of coffee or something. Oh, that absolutely. Anytime we're in traveling, uh, we will make time. Matter of fact, um, oh, I can't remember her name now, but it's got Stacy in her fit profile. She said they're in Long Island and they might head down to Philadelphia oh, to nice. say hi. 
That um, would be neat. So, and then the workshop we're going to be given, we don't know, they haven't chosen the title of it yet. Uh-huh. They've got a couple of ideas. And uh, we'll give more information about that later when it's confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. But right mm-hmm. now it's just confirmed. And uh, <laughs> we'll be able to tell people where we're going to be at because it'll be open to the public. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, we'll, so Dawn. Yes. Animal Rolls. Is that a fetish? I, yes, it is a fetish. It's on the fetish checklist. Have you ever done it? I have done it once. Oh, I've done it more than once. Get uh-huh. this. I've done the, um, what was it? Pets on Parade that we did at one of our high protocol dinners where each of the submissives had to choose an animal and then portray that animal and try to be all, you know, we had some pony players and some mm-hmm. kitty players and they wanted everybody to join in with it. So it's Pets on Parade. And that was actually kind of fascinating. I was a kitten, didn't think I could get into it, but did really well. Had fun with it. Um, stretched out on the couch as a kitty cat would, not letting the dominant sit down on the couch. Kitty got to be a little bratty. <laughs> and then I guess the other time that I got to do it, got to do it, was during uh, one of your sensual humiliation scenes <laughs> in the middle of the dungeon where you made me oink like a pig and bark like a dog. Though yeah, I don't think that's so much. I think that's, uh, yeah. we'll wait till we get into the H when we get into humiliation, <laughs> humiliation. play. Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't do too well with the sounds anyway. No. So. <laughs> I seem to recall... Uh, telling you to make the sound that a dog makes and you're rather confused in the midst of your... <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> yes. And considering that you were tied up being beaten and being fucked at that moment. Um... It's a wonder my head. I couldn't figure any of it out. <laughs> um, so, very strange show today. We're just all over the place, going through some fetish checklists. Uh, fortunately for us... Um, there's a group of professionals out there mm-hmm. that might do, be able to actually answer all of your questions about these fetishes okay, or about a variety of other things. If you have medical concerns, psychological concerns, need counseling. Oh, absolutely. There is. So, um, and this is actually put together by the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. It was a project started by Race Bannon. Do you remember that name, mm-hmm. Race Bannon? Where uh, do you know it from? Uh, I know race, the name Race Bannon from A. He was the first person to ever win the international master-slave <gasps> title. Nice. And B, he was, uh, I think he was the mentor of Speed Racer. Uh-uh. Johnny Quest. He was on ah. Johnny Quest. <laughs> I knew there Wrong. was something race in there. Bannon, there was something in there. Still. So, yeah. So, a project created by Race Bannon. It's called the Kink Aware Professionals Project. So, and this is, um, like Dan was saying, it's got uh, medical advice, law advice, um, therapeutic advice. I'm actually in the kink-aware professionals listing with my clergy and alternative lifestyle life coaching. Mm -hmm. So, practice. So, my information is in there as well, but there's a lot of good information if you're looking for kink-aware lawyers and doctors and nurses. and, And if you are one... You need to contact them and get on the list. So they've got some regions that don't have a lot of information. So it needs to be filled out with people that are aware. So you can find that at the NCSF website, ncsfreedom.org slash resources slash 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 slash. I will put a a link on our show notes if you want to find that. On the um, front page, there's a a link for it. Really, really (laughs) obvious on the right. So... But uh, good stuff. Someone, someone was just asking me about that type of thing the other night in my office. And I'm like, ha-ha, and you know, handed them the flyer and the booklet. So 
This you is said, what you're looking ha-ha. for. I did. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm glad you whipped that out. So uh, you have some fetishes on your list as well. Why don't you ask I me about do, those? So... And I did not cheat by looking at them first. Okay, All good. I know is they're going to start with the letter C. C. And if one of them is cunnilingus, I can say yes. But start at the top. And we'll see what you have. Get this. Cunnilingus is not on here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about caning? Yes, I enjoy caning. I do not enjoy being caned. I've been caned <laughs> once or twice mm-hmm. and uh, really don't enjoy it. I do enjoy caning. And I tell you one of the nice things about caning is the um, it doesn't require you to build a sweat. It doesn't, the level of energy that you put into it is, is light compared to like a, a heavy duty flogging or spanking or something. But the effects are focused and intense Mm -hmm. and this isn't necessarily a rhythmic caning this is separate from a rhythmic caning but one strike is good for a good eight ten seconds of the person responding (laughs) indeed (laughs) um oh catheterization uh what (laughs) would that be placing the uh thing in the uh, penal hole to force PPE? I don't know. No, I catheterization. Oh, okay. Whew. I was thinking it's where you chop stuff off. <laughs> but you're right. Castrate, it is. Right. <laughs> there is a difference between castrate and catheterization. Thank <laughs> you. That's a, a separate fetish. <laughs> I can't believe I mixed them up. So, but yes, it is plugging in the piping the tube or whatever so that you can pee through the, the tube into a bag. As a fetish. As a fetish. Now, when I used to do, um, I used to do some work in the chemical dependency area mm-hmm. and people would cath- self-catherate so that mm-hmm. they could fake urine test. But this is not anything I know about. It's from a fetish perspective. Again, podcast listeners, you should reach out to us and tell us about this, why it's a fetish why it turns you on because we have no experience about it as a matter of fact you've had surgery where you've had to have that sucker pulled out oh i hated that shit. i mentioned to you you Uh, know people like this and you're like (laughs) fuck that (laughs) if you want to be a guest on the podcast to get a hold of us for any reason at all you can reach out to us at dan and dawn at eroticawakening.com or through fet life our group is erotic awakening or uh, on the twitter you can find us as dan and dawn indeed Okay, so I've got a few more for you. Okay. Chains. Um, I've always thought that it would be far more fun. So bondage is big right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody bondage rope and shibari con and shibari mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And I've never been good at it. I've always wanted to do as just be a chain guy. Right. Right. When somebody pulls out his bag of ropes, I would pull out my bag of chains. <clears throat> and now you'd have to use them very differently than you use rope, obviously. The challenge with that is, and why that idea died for me incredibly quickly, is the 400-pound toy bag you would end up with. (laughs) The other chain thing that we've done is taking a chain very well lubricated and slid it six foot of chain, Uh slid six foot of chain into your vagina. (laughs) Link by link. After I lovingly sanded it so it wouldn't have any nooks or any little Mm -hmm. pieces that could cut me. So, yeah, I looped it up and shoved it all in there and then yanked it out. Yanked it out. Yanked it out like a lawnmower. (laughs) So what was that like? 
That was awesome because a lot of it was sensation. A lot of it was sensation because you dragged it across my body mm-hmm. as you pushed it in link by link. And then the fullness and knowing that it was a metal chain, you know, so that was neat. And then when you pulled it out, you get that, um, I get that sensation right at the opening mm-hmm. of my pussy. So when the, the chain is rubbed against it as you're yanking it out, very intense. Hmm. So, loved it. I think part of it was just the naughtiness of it being a chain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we first saw that via one of our local, and I can't think if she lets us use her name or not, so I won't. And she carried the chain in her for quite a while before mm-hmm. bringing it up. That was interesting. I thought mm-hmm. that was fun. <laughs> so, and then they have chastity devices. Right. Um, now, we just last weekend were up at a formal event, formal MS event, but... Mm-hmm. There was some play later, and um, our host fellow was telling me that they had. Or I heard um, Goddess Anne talking about how she keeps him in a chastity device mm-hmm. and how he's broken a number of them. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what that means. Boy, that brings visions to yes. mind. Boing! <laughs> I guess you'd have to have the balls of steel to bust out of one of those. Uh, again, not something that we are very familiar with. Mm-mm. Again, a great opportunity. See, we should be writing down. These are things we should have on the show. Oh, I'm going to circle them. Good. <laughs> so I've got another one here that I kind of don't understand. And it is um, chauffeuring as a fetish. I don't know if that's a literal thing or not. I've not heard of that one before. Boy, if you have the chauffeuring fetish, yeah. please get a hold of us. I would love to We've be chauffeured some around. Trips coming up that. <laughs> oh, just around that, just around Columbus. I'm, mm-hmm. I just hate driving anymore. Yep. You know, and I tell you, if there is a slave out there who said, you know what, what, you know what, I would enjoy is chauffeuring people, having my own little space, my own little room, doing some household chores. And being treated as as property, mm-hmm. fuck, sign up right now. <laughs> Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. And every time I jingle the keys, jingle, jingle, it's time to go. <laughs> Maybe we could do some kind of a Pavlovian orgasmic ooh, ooh, thing with those mm. keys. Um, what else? So, uh, you know what's been really interesting lately is the amount of... For some reason, I don't know what it is, right now, our book, Living MS, has suddenly exploded again. It has. Isn't this amazing? It's really, and it's really strange because there's, we haven't really done anything particular Mm-mm. to put attention toward it. It's just a matter of recently, it's just been... Right. I mean, big. we've mentioned it on the newsletter and on the podcast and stuff, but most people are already aware of it that way. And on FetLife, I'm actually running across people mentioning it by accident, so that's kind of really neat. That is, um, it is kind of neat. It makes, it makes us feel good, obviously, mm-hmm. that people find value in that book. Uh, I, I noted that um, Master Martin advised his slave, mm-hmm. i.e., I command, to go <laughs> read. So his kit had to go off and read Living MS. And apparently she uh, agreed with the order and did so and actually asked to friend us which I assume is a good thing when it comes to the book like that. So I just made a note that the that Master Martin is a very wise person ah, yes. for telling his slave to go read our book. And that's probably a little on the self... Uh, congratulate, uh, patting my <laughs> own ass? I don't know what that is. Ooh, patting your own ass. That's probably a fetish on here too. So, But that's kind of neat because he wrote you and told you that. And then he wrote me and told me that they were getting ready to write their first contract after 
after reading that chapter of the book and what we have in our contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wrote him back and told him to make sure they make it their own. Oh, yeah. You know, look at the book for ideas. Basically, it's just how we did things. And then to um, take those ideas, if it works for them, and turn it into their own thing. Yes. Yeah. So. We, we had mentioned in a, a show a couple episodes ago when we talked about Fifty Shades of Grey, how they talked about a contract mm-hmm. and what a, the contract looked like, some of the elements of the contract, and um, had to admit that it wasn't too far from a valuable what mm-hmm. what she had written in there, but uh, Living MS actually has it broken down. Here's how to write that contract, not just right. some random stuff to put in it, but here's the steps you need to do to to, to break it out. So I'm glad they're using it for that purpose. Me too. And then I see Soliloquy and Sparkle mentioned Living MS as a resource, but I would never would have known that. So I know because it just I happened no, to no be... because it was on a group that I don't I'm oh, not allowed that's on. right right it was a slave group so it was a a new slave looking for advice and two different people mentioned our book and said here's something from a real time couple and their experience so I just I just wrote them a thank you and then seek pleasure from FET we're getting a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. FET so and is currently reading Living MS and is liking how it resonates with her so. Good stuff. I so like- that's always very nice that people are finding the book and finding it of value. We certainly don't make any money of it, and it's certainly not for us. It's got nothing to do with it. Mm. I'm backing out of a rant that I was about to go into. <laughs> we are not professional master slaves. We, don't, we do tour the nation and mm-hmm. do presentations, but we don't, by, by design... We do it as our gift to the community. We don't get paid for it. Right. The book is another loss leader, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, if you go out to Amazon and buy a copy of it electronically um, for your Kindle, we'll make two cents off of it or something. Something like that, yeah. And as a matter of fact, our publisher actually has never sent us any money whatsoever (laughs) from book sales. That's cool. That's fine. The fact that we've had some valuable experience and we get to share it with other people, just like with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it cost us... Uh, $40 a month to publish it and right. if people want to buy a front bump wonderful mm-hmm. it helps defray the cost so it doesn't come Absolutely. out of our pocket but nothing we're ever going to make money at nor is that the intent right and mm-hmm. maybe one day we'll be famous I mean like this uh, E.L. James person did Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. yeah there's some benefit to that I wouldn't <laughs> mind that but not where we are today and probably then we just could get well. the chauffeur then we could get the chauffeur <laughs> All right, um, here's a fetish. I'm not really sure what to make of it, so I'm putting a circle around it. Arm and leg sleeves. Oh, I know what arm sleeves are. I've never heard are of leg sleeves, though. Are we talking about tattoos? Though. No, we're talking about, like, um, straight jacket sort of sleeves, where your, your arms get sleeved together and then buckled. Oh. And it can be done in front of you or behind you. I've seen Like a straight before. jacket. Kind of like a straight jacket, except it's just the sleeves. Oh, I know and you what you're talking about. Yes. No one can see my hand motions, but you can put the person's hands above their head, even. Kind and of the TSA a, thing. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a TSA when you go through the yeah, airport scanner hands, thing. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So. Are you, would you like to wear arms? You've never worn arm or leg sleeves? Um, I'm trying oh, to I think. I seem to think we I, put a couple of arm sleeves, or hand sleeves at least. Way, way back at an OLF. I think so. See, because I like... Oh, see, it does sound familiar. I like bondage, but only to a certain point because I have claustrophobia, but then that turns into fear play, which I'm starting to enjoy, and but only with you. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's convoluted. Do I, would I use those in a scene? Yes. 
And how about asphyxiate? How about breath play? Breath play? Yes. <laughs> I love breath play, but we've had a scary moment. Mm-hmm. So it makes me very, very, very aware if I'm going to do something like that. That, again, is something that I won't do with anybody but Have you. we done a show on breath play? I don't think so. Coming soon to an episode okay. near you. So. And uh, finally, a little CBT, a ball gag. Oh, wait, that's not CBT at all. <laughs> Instead, that's a ball-shaped gag that goes in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like them. I've got teeth work, teeth work, dental work mm-hmm. that I've had done, so I can't do the ball gag anymore. Okay. So, kind of like it, but it always hurts my jaw. <laughs> Whenever I've had one, it hurts my jaw and I start slobbering. I don't mind the slobbering so much. That can be sexy. Drooling. Mm-hmm. Drooling is sexy. Slobbering, not so much. But um, it hurts my jaw so much that I end up focusing on all the pain in my jaw, and I can't concentrate on anything else. So I, I don't think it's a fetish. So what about cock and ball torture? You brought that up. Is that on your list? Um, please say no. Please say no. Please say no. I don't it's care. Not really. Really? Because I've got ball list. stretching. I've got ball stretching. Is I do next not on have cock and ball torture. I've got cock worship. I'm okay with that. Sure. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, that's a fetish. I like now, that. <laughs> so the next one on mine is ball stretching. Again, neither one of us know anything about it. Nah. Cock worship, though, let's, mm-hmm. as a fetish, mm-hmm. do you enjoy giving cock worship? Yes. Yes, I enjoy receiving cock worship. But mm-hmm. I want to point out, it is not the same to me, at least in my view, it's not the same as getting a blowjob. It's not as having somebody, but somebody who approaches the whether it's oral or hands or however they're going to do it with a reverent mm-hmm. idea of you know more than just um oh boy i'm going to suck your cock or oh i got to suck your cock but a boy i can't think of a better word than a worshipful perspective yeah. of a, a mindfulness Mindful. a connection mm-hmm. to it you know more than just the um I'll do this so you'll eat me later sort of attitude, but doing it because you you have a desire to. Mm -hmm. And as a receiver, you can tell Mm -hmm. when somebody has that. I moan. You do? You know, I moan when when I uh, suck your cock or worship your cock or, and I get wet, you know, and it's, and it's all about just being there and yeah, present and mindful and, and just, hmm. So, hmm. I was going to say, I can't talk about it. I can't, I can't really describe it. Maybe someone needs to come and watch. They <laughs> can do kind of a blow-by-blow. Blow. Exactly. Because I'm now, also an exhibitionist. Oh, that's not on my list. Uh, it might be on mine. Oh, it is on mine. <laughs> if you are a exhibitionist or you want to see some cock worship or ball gags, anal plugs, light bondage, breast fucking... Kidnapping, maybe not kidnapping. Fisting. Fisting or paddling. You can find all those at. At? Where? Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up, Central Ohio Perversion Excursion, September Mm -hmm. 14th and 15th, 2012. The event in Central Ohio where you will find all that kinky stuff. And if it's not on your list yet, maybe it should be. Maybe it find should. Find out. Maybe it should. <laughs> you can find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Nice. That's always a fun party. 
Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a Scarlet Sanctuary there. Which is not on the list of fetishes at not all. Not on but the list of fetishes. Again, this is the sacred sexuality aspect. And it's really neat that we bring the sacred sexuality to an event like this. And it's mm-hmm. really well received. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So maybe sacred touch should be on a fetish list. Should be. Why should not? Be. It should be on my list. Mm-hmm. So what's next on yours? Um, he forced feminization. Pass. Pass. <laughs> um... I have no desire to be forced to be feminized. I have no connection to it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Again, circle, good topic for the podcast. Right. I mean, it's a legitimate fetish that people dig and they oh, get into absolutely. it, but I just don't, I don't personally I mean, get it. Professional dames are paid How do you get the F? to do that. You're picking and choosing. You're supposed to go down the I'm list. I'm just jumping lady. around. Okay, so, uh, but you know what's funny? I don't. I guess I don't have an interest in forcing anybody. Femini- mm-hmm. you know, feminizing. So. But it's the same thing. And here's the whole fetish thing, right? Mm-hmm. You either are turned on by it mm-hmm. or you're turned on by doing it to your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I am not turned on by caning someone who doesn't enjoy caning. I'm not right. a sadist, right? Right. So if you were really, you know, if we got you all wet and bothered by uh, puppy play, Mm-hmm then I'm more likely to enjoy it because mm-hmm. I would be enjoying the effect it has on right. you. Right, and I totally get that. It's just like there's some things out there that, that you haven't been interested in trying, but if you ever changed your mind and became interested in trying it, uh-huh. my attitude towards it is going to change as well. Because so, though it's not a fetish and not something that I'm looking for, once I can help you with it, uh-huh. then it becomes right. very interesting to me. Exactly, exactly. Which is why, you know, the, the things that we have on our list, like right now, we haven't gotten to this on ours, but pegging, mm-hmm. where you put on a strap on and fuck my little ass, mm-hmm. uh, neither one of us is interested in that. Mm-mm. But if you found out there was a fetish of mine, right. then it might be well become a fetish of yours. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Yep. Interesting how that works. Okay, so what, this kind of goes along with breath play. What about choking? You know, for me, mm-hmm. all right, so we get into this whole, and we need to bring in somebody to talk about uh, breath, can, breath play. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I do some very light choking type stuff where mm-hmm. I put my hands around your throat, but more from a control perspective. And Mistress Jen of Detroit teaches a great way to do hands on the throat without actually choking anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know other people that teach the actual choke out, how to knock people out. Um, I'm going to have to call the Jay Wiseman effect on this one. Yeah. So Jay Wiseman, if you don't know, he's an author of SM101. He presents it at about uh, 50 events a year. Mm-hmm. It's, think about that. <laughs> There's 52 events per year. Right. He events. So. Um, he's also a lawyer. No, he's not a lawyer. He's a star witness. Okay. He is a professional star witness. So every time that there is a uh, BDSM related case that goes to court mm-hmm. he's often called in as a star witness uh, uh, or a, a knowledgeable person about bdsm play mm-hmm. we talk to him and he talks about the number of cases that involve in someone's death that are included that breath play is a part of he says right. he does more c- cases mm-hmm. of death accidental murder or accidental death mm-hmm. that are related to breath, breath play now this is not an opinion people like to argue about oh uh, it's, it's no more dangerous than any other play i don't know what i do know is that the only person i know who does consistently goes to court as a witness Mm -hmm. for prosecutors or defenders Mm -hmm. 
says more than anything else he gets called up on breath play so right. i assume it's a lot it's for me it goes over the edge of dangerous right of bdsm play that i want to be involved in and it's a quick danger it's a things are okay things are not okay yeah very fast yeah so again yeah. i don't care what your kink is and people get all up in arms because they think they're being judged i don't care but you're not gonna do it with my slave right and i'm not gonna do it right Next. So, agreed. Um, chosen food for. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> see, again, the fetish perspective, no. I could see it as part of a scene. Mm-hmm. Again, if we go back to my little chauffeur, mm-hmm. right? If that was part of her kink, you know, having somebody choose what foods she is and isn't allowed to eat. I could see that, and I could incorporate that and say, yeah, that would be interesting. It's an interesting expression of power exchange. Power exchange, right. uh, So, uh, never never done it, but I could see where that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, but no. not with you, because you have some different food and diet things that you need to work out on your own. Right, right. All right, so, one more. One more. Um, can I scroll through the list then? No, go right down the list. Right down the list? Oh, okay. pick one you want. Oh, okay. no, well, if I go down the list, it's clothespins. Obviously, yes. I like <laughs> putting clothespins on you. Uh, I should do more of that. But the, you know what? We keep buying these cheap-ass clothespins. If you know a good place to buy clothespins. Mm-hmm. Because the ones we get, we get, you know, a hundred of them for eight dollars. And we're like, right. oh, what a great bargain. But then you put them on, they like, they fall off, they fall apart, they break they twist, too easy. They pop. They twist, they, they pop. Yeah. So we need some good clothespins. It's because nobody uses clothespins anymore, I guess. Oh, we could probably go to the Amish. No, I bet they don't have any metal in them. So, Amish clothespins, fantastic. That would be fabulous. Master Sherry bought an Amish leather fly swatter from an Amish cheese shop. And when she bought it, she went up to the cash register and just bought the fly swatter. And the guy behind the register, this Amish guy, he's like, now don't go beating any boys with that. And she just blushed because <laughs> that was her plan. <laughs> so nice. that is the the fetish show podcast. We'll um, obviously. Well, how many more pages? I mean, there was like four more pages, weren't there? There's uh, five more pages to go yet. Oh my god! Yeah. If, no. <laughs> uh, so this has given us some ideas of some uh, future shows. If you're interested in the fetish pod fetish show, let us know if this is kind of interesting to you. You get to know Dawn and I a little bit better anyway, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's Back true. to the other topics that we normally do, interviews, power exchange stuff. Blowjobs. Blowjobs and the like <laughs> next week. Fabulous. Bye, Dan. Don't forget the end, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, I jumped right through that, didn't I? Okay. We have <laughs> the same old stuff. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Coming up at Central Ohio Perversion Excursion. Get your tickets now. There's not any left. Get on the wait list. You might get lucky. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain! Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Did you know you can buy the new highly acclaimed book, Living MS, and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn, or support them by telling other people about the podcast? Any dollar and 20 cents we make... 
from anything sold on the site goes directly into back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Much of the music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe for music that has been crafted and designed specifically for scenes that can range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Now I can say it. Bye, Dan. <laughs> Bye, Don. Thank you.